the US president has again addressed the nation over the end of the war in Afghanistan and the somewhat chaotic departure of US troops, leaving many, of course, who were to be evacuated unable to be evacuated, thus following the bombing of Kabul airport. Joe Biden addressed the nation this morning, our time. He spoke of refusing to continue a war that was no longer in the vital interests of the American people. President Biden, Biden has faced criticism, particularly from Republicans, over the way the withdrawal of American troops and civilians unfolded. More than 100,000 people were airlifted from Kabul airport, but around 100 Americans were left behind, and many others of allied nations. U.S. correspondent Simon Marks, good morning. Welcome. Good morning, Catherine. Why another address to the nation? The premise, I suppose, the war officially officially ending, but was this also about trying to wrest back some control of the narrative of what has been seen as a chaotic departure? Oh, absolutely no doubt about that at all. Indeed, President Biden's top officials made it apparent that he was going to try and wrest the narrative back in this speech, not only from his Republican critics, who are calling in some cases for his resignation, in other cases for his impeachment, in many cases accusing him of cowardice and dishonour, but also making it clear that he's going to control the narrative within his own government as the inevitable recriminations begin into what the world has witnessed over the course of the last two and a half weeks in Afghanistan. Take a listen to this section of the speech. I take responsibility for the decision. Now, some say we should have started mass evacuation sooner. And couldn't this have been done, have been done in a more orderly manner? I respectfully disagree. Imagine if we'd begun evacuations in June or July, bringing in thousands of American troops and evacuating more than 120,000 people in the middle of a civil war. There still would have been a rush to the airport a breakdown in confidence and control of the government. And it still would have been very difficult and dangerous mission. The bottom line is there is no evacuation evacuation from the end of a war that you can run without the kinds of complexities, challenges, and threats we faced. None. Now, you can hear that there was a vehemence to the way in which he was speaking. There were times during the speech in which he was uh, absolutely shouting. Uh, At the end of it, he took no questions. He said at one part, uh, in one early part of the speech, I took the decision to end America's longest war. But then he immediately said, we took the decision to uh, end the evacuation by August the 31st. He is insisting that it was a collective decision agreed to by all his top cabinet members, the Secretary of State, the Defence Secretary, the Chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, amid a very evident whisper campaign, particularly from the Pentagon here in Washington, D.C., that defence chiefs had urged President Biden not only to slow the initial attempted and botched military withdrawal where he set the he denies now that it was an arbitrary uh, arbitrarily selected date but it clearly was arbitrarily selected august the 31st the day by which he wanted uh, the troops to be out of afghanistan uh, we know for a fact that his 
Defence Secretary and others urged him to delay that date and then uh, urged again a delay and an extension of the evacuation that was underway uh, at the airport. There was also uh, a very vehement uh, defence of his decision to end a war that he argued in very large measure had not risen to the level of justifying the kind of military and financial commitment that the United States has made to Afghanistan over the last 20 years. Here's another section of Joe Biden's speech tonight. Remember why we went to Afghanistan in the first place? Because we were attacked by Osama bin Laden and al-Qaeda on September 11th, 2001. And they were based in Afghanistan. We delivered justice to bin Laden on May 2nd, 2011, over a decade ago. Al-Qaeda was decimated. I respectfully suggest you ask yourself this question. If we'd been attacked on September 11th, 2001, from Yemen instead of Afghanistan, would we have ever gone to war in Afghanistan? Even though the Taliban controlled Afghanistan in the year 2001, I believe the honest answer is no. That's because we had no vital interest in Afghanistan other than to prevent an attack on America's homeland and our friends. And that's true today. We succeeded in what we set out to do in Afghanistan over a decade ago. Then we stayed for another decade. It was time to end this war. But the president's critics argue that it's not at all evident that the United States succeeded in making sure that Afghanistan cannot serve as a haven for terrorists again to plan and plot attacks on the American homeland. Indeed, he was making that speech just four days after ISIS-K managed with that uh, awful suicide bomb attack on Kabul airport to kill 13 American servicemen. So there is a a big hostage to fortune here in a lot uh, of what Joe Biden's been saying here this evening. Just very uh, quickly, Simon, there is unfinished business. There are still people uh, both um, destined for the United States and other friendly countries who have not been evacuated. And there is the spectre of another internal conflict between the Taliban now and ISIS-K behind that Kabul airport bombing, as you say. What did the president have to say about what America does do now? Well, the president insists that there is, as the White House has described it, an enduring commitment to the up to 200 Americans that they say are still in Afghanistan and want to leave and the tens of thousands of Afghans who have assisted the U.S. and its international partners over the last 20 years in the country. Uh, President Biden said in the speech tonight that the Taliban has made safe passage guarantees to the United States that anyone who wants to leave Afghanistan... American citizen or Afghan will be allowed to get out. It's not clear through what route they would be able to get out, but the Taliban, he says, uh, has said they will let them go. And the president said he doesn't take the Taliban at their word. There will be American diplomats based now in Doha, not in Kabul, who will be handling conversations with the Taliban in a bid to make sure that they live up to their promises and with the threat of the United States withholding diplomatic recognition of a 
Taliban-led government if Af- in Afghanistan if they don't. But at the end of the day, Joe Biden is not a master of his own destiny now in Afghanistan. He's relying on the very enemy that the United States has spent the last 20 years trying to vanquish, coming to the conclusion that in some fashion, over the short term, they and the United States have a shared interest. That's a big wager to be laying down. Simon, thank you. Simon Marks.